Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comic books, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. I last week we had a Zeke Said So Show where we took all Q and A questions. Um, and we didn't have a Web Swingers podcast last week, but we guys did get some content on the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. Definitely make sure you guys go and check that out. And uh, we just released, uh, I mean, I'm recording this uh, on, uh, what, let's see, what day am I recording this on? It's a Wednesday. I am recording this on a Wednesday, but by the time you listen to this, it will be Friday, and we just dropped the f- teaser trailer for my new short film, uh, The Passion for Film, so make sure you guys go and check that out and share it. Uh, share it around with uh, with your friends and your family, and all that sorts of good stuff, and uh, support the Zeke Said So, um, go ahead and support uh, Zeke Said So, and by sharing that video, um, but but I wanted to remind you guys, uh, give you guys a couple of uh, housekeeping uh, acknowledgements, um, and bring all the pages up here, um, definitely... Um, make sure you guys go check out the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. I've uh, been putting up a lot of great content. In fact, we got a, a video on there. Uh, we got um, a video on there called How Logan Changed My Life. That way you guys can go and check that out. Uh, the Zeke the Geek's thoughts on the Batman is in, is on there. Um, and we got some other really great content go, going on the Zeke Said So uh, YouTube channel. More content on the way soon. And... Um, also, make sure you guys go and check out the Zeke Said So website. You guys can go and check that out, uh, wordpress.com and you guys can go and check that out and read through some of the amazing stuff we got on the uh, on there, uh, including, you know, our Zeke Said So uh, pictures lineup. You know, you got War for the Geeks and then the line on there. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. The... the, the <laughs> The Zeke said so pictures, it's going to really go, uh, it's really going to, it's going to make its big triumphant return this year with the passion for film. So make sure you guys go and check out the Zeke said so uh, website to get more info on that. Um, and also, guys, the reason, the, the, the main platform that you're listening to this show on, make sure you guys go subscribe and share the podcast. Uh, let everybody know that you can find this show on all of your podcasting, uh, on all your favorite podcasting apps of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, uh, and of course, Spotify. Um, all right. Uh, and, uh, oh, there's also, uh, if you guys want, there is also a support tab, uh, donate any amount of money, not, cause not only, not only if you become a supporter of the Zeke Setso podcast, not only, uh, are you helping out the show, but, but if you are a support, a supporter of the podcast, um, when you send in a question to the Zeke Setso show, I will not only read your question, but I'm going to give you a shout out um, when you do that. So make sure you guys go and check that out. But if you if you can't do it, that's fine. You're supporting me just by listening and sharing the show. Again, share the podcast because that's really going to help more people um, check it out. All right, guys. 
let's go ahead with all that out of the way. Um, we're gonna do some. We're gonna have some fun today, guys. And this is gonna be quite a long show because not only do we have a ton of Q and A questions, but we're we're doing rankings this week's uh, this week's um, episode. We are doing rankings. Of course, a couple weeks ago, the Batman uh, came out. Um, it has done pretty pretty well successfully. Uh, in fact, actually, uh, I am going to uh, look this up here. Um, I'm going to look up this incredible, uh, the incredible success, uh, of this movie. So far, the movie's already made $472 million worldwide just in two weeks. That is incredible. Um, it, and, uh, it is keeping strong. People are going back and seeing it. People are loving it. Some people love it more than the Dark Knight. Ooh, I don't know. Um, but... I want to do some rankings since I'm in a very I'm in a DC mood right now. I've been in a DC ever since I saw the Batman. I have been in a DC mood as I drink out of my uh, my uh, cup, my collector's cup of the Batman. Um, we are going to talk about. Uh, we're not only going going to. Uh, um, look through and rank um, the Batman movies, but we are also going to rank the DCEU movies. Now, I'll get into the DCEU movies after the Batman movies. So let's not waste any time, and let's do this. Let's rank all of the Batman movies post Matt Reeves as the Batman. All right, guys, so uh, like I said, the Batman has come out, and uh, we are going to rank the uh, all of the Batman films, um, including, uh, but not limited to, uh, yes, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice will be included, and the Adam West 1966 Batman movie will also be included, and uh, a couple of the animated films, including the Lego Batman movie and Batman Mask of the Phantasm will be included. These are all theatrical release Batman films. So, obviously, Batman Under the Red Hood won't be on this list. Um, if I had a, a rankings of the straight-to-DVD uh, Batman animated films, then I would definitely have a longer list. But we are only including the theatrically released Batman movies. So, we're going to start this list from worst to best, and we're going to talk about all these movies. Uh, there are 12 of them, so let's not waste any time, and let's talk right about it. Uh, coming in at number 12 is, I no surprise, is Batman and Robin. Um, look, I'm not going to lie. As a, as a child, as a young, young child um, who didn't really have that well of a developed brain... I loved watching Batman and Robin. I had it on VHS and I watched it all the time. Batman and Robin was so awesome back then when I was a kid. As an adult, um, yeah, it doesn't hold up that well. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Um, I actually went back and watched it because I did a whole Batman movie marathon before. Um, much like I did with Spider-Man, I wanted to do a whole Batman movie marathon uh, before before I saw the Batman. And when I got to Batman and Robin, I just remember sitting there going, 
what happened? What went wrong here? Because this movie is so bad that, like, when you compare it to, like, Batman Forever, you you're, you you sit there and watch Batman Forever, and Batman Forever is not a great movie, but you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it was, it was all right. And then this one makes Batman Forever look like Citizen Kane. Like, oh my gosh, let's not even talk about Poison Ivy and her, all of her, like, really bad one-liners. But then you have Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. <clears throat> Freeze, ice to see you. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Cool party. Um, yeah, I, uh, I could not believe what I was watching. Like, I was sitting there watching this and going... Oh my gosh. And 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 Mr. Freeze in this movie. I feel like he he was the prelude to Jamie Foxx's Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Not Jamie Foxx in 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 No Way Home. Granted No Way Home Jamie Foxx was great and he got his redemption. But in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I just remember watching Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 thinking Wow, this feels just like Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Just the amount of um, puns about electricity. And, and you know, Mr. Freeze throughout the entire movie is constantly... Thir- and, oh my God, the funniest part of the movie that made me laugh hysterically when I saw it. And I still laugh to this day. It was the moment where Batman is having his final fight with Mr. Freeze, and it's George Clooney as Batman, and he looks at Mr. Freeze, and he says, Hey, Freeze, the heat is on. (laughs) I could, I, seriously, who wrote that? Some genius. Like, oh my gosh, this is screenwriter, a professional Hollywood screenwriter was hired to write that line. Wow. Wow, just incredible. Oh my gosh, it's just like this movie, it's it's a it's an a like I don't think we are ever going to see another comic book movie like it. You know, cuz it's just one of those movies. It's one of those movies where you can watch it and you can have a really fun like drinking game with it. You know, every time Mr. Freeze throws a nice pun, got to take a shot. When the when the bat credit card shows up, got to take three shots. You know, oh my god, the bad credit card, I can't even talk about Anyway, I could go on and on about this movie, but we got a lot of movies to talk about, so we're going to move on there. Um, so yeah, number 12 is Batman and Robin. Number 11, and this might surprise a lot of people, Batman Returns. Um, Tim Burton's Batman Returns is my second least favorite uh, of the Batman movies. Now, look, Batman Returns... It is not like a, a, like, I wouldn't consider it a bad movie. But when you compare it to the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton, it just felt disappointing. And look, there are many people who like, like, it's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. I should say 80% critic rating and 73% audience score. So there are people who like it. But for me, 
I just think this movie doesn't have much to offer other than the fact that it is darker, that it is much more darker and much more intense than that first movie was. But I'm sorry, like the penguin doesn't work for me. I'm I love Danny DeVito, but the penguin doesn't work for me as a villain. Um I hated the fact that they created a new character with Max Shrek and made him like this overarching villain. You already had the penguin and Catwoman. You could have created a really good story just based off of that, but you had to throw in this ridiculous character who's played by Christopher Walken. You know, Oz, um, uh, I, I want to be like you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I see you and you'll see me, but we don't talk. Um, sorry, I love my Christopher Walken. <laughs> I love Christopher, I love Christopher Walken, okay? I love him as an actor, but, I just don't. I just didn't like his character. I I really did not like his character in this, and I think he is actually my the thing that really ruins the movie for me is his part in it, because they keep cutting away from Batman and uh, Penguin and Catwoman just for this subplot with him, and it just brings the movie down for me. Um, and I'm sorry, but this movie is just it. There's a line that Penguin says in the movie. And it's when he looks at the lady at a lady in, in at the party and he's like I'll show her my French flipper trick. I'm just sitting there watching it going, "Oh my dear god, who wrote that?" Like ser- like I'm just sitting there like, "Oh no. Oh no, who wrote that?" It just it's it's incredible just how how disappointing it is compared to that first one. So number 11 we have Batman Returns. Coming in number 10, we got Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Now I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we get into the DCEU movie rankings, but I will acknowledge it here. Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice is number 10 on the list. Going up to number 9, we have Batman the movie from 1966. Um, look, this is not a this is cheesy, but I I gotta say I have fun with it. The, look, is it the best movie of all time? No, 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 no. It's definitely uh, it is definitely um, dated. Okay. But that being said, it is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, watching um, uh, uh, watching Adam West and Bert and um, uh, Adam West and Burt Ward, uh, you you can't go wrong with it. it. It's just every once in a while, you just kind of have to. I feel like if you are a fan, a Batman fan, at some point you have to watch. The original Adam West Batman movies. Because that's just. Like that is like. It, because it's honestly. Comedy gold. <laughs> um, and plus you have. A really great version of all these different. Characters like. Um, uh, uh, you got. Well you got a slew. Of really great villains in here. You got 
Catwoman, the Joker, the Penguin, Riddler. Um, and then you have, uh, of, cor- of course, you know, um, Adam West and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin. It's, it's just, it's just, oh, oh, I can, I, like I said, I could watch this movie. I, I can watch this movie every once in a while and go and just laugh hysterically. Shark repellent. Shark repellent. That's that's all you need. <laughs> Again, not the greatest movie of all time, but if you are a Batman fan, I would suggest giving it a try because it's pretty funny. It's over the top and hilarious in all of the absolute best ways possible. So, uh, yes, coming in at number nine, we have Batman the Movie 1966. Coming in at number eight, Batman Forever. Now, Batman Forever is an interesting one because it's actually kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Because I'm aware that it's not a great movie. But that being said, I really like it a lot. <laughs> I like watching it. I specifically like watching um uh seeing everything after Jim Carrey's Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones's Two-Face team up because that's when some of the comedy is just it, it like oh my gosh, like this <laughs> Just there's one moment in the movie that has always made me laugh hysterically, but it's when they're committing all these heists, uh, all these crimes, and um, Riddler's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Two Face, why don't you show me how to punch?" And Two Face is like, "All right, well, you ball up the fist, reach way back, and and assert yourself." And he punches the cop, and the cops are just letting him hit. The the cop doesn't even try to, like, get his gun or his taser out. He just stands there and lets Two-Face punch him in the face. It's hysterical. And then the the, the second cop, when, when Riddler goes to try it, when Jim Carrey's Riddler goes to try it, Riddler punches the cop in the face, and the cop doesn't even budge. But he still stands there, not taking his gun out, not getting a taser, just stands there and lets Riddler punch him. I'm sorry, but somebody asks, I, I wish Joel Schumacher, look, and looking at, look, I will say this, with all due respect, rest in peace to Joel Schumacher, but oh my god, I would love to just sit down with Joel Schumacher, I would love to just sit down with Joel Schumacher and just ask him what in the f- flying F was he thinking when they made this when they made that movie because I just it, I it, oh gosh yeah and um and look I I'm gonna say this right now uh, over uh, over this is an underrated opinion um but I'm gonna say it Val Kilmer is a good is a good um is a good Bruce Wayne slash Batman I'm I, I'm I'm dead serious. I loved I love Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. As Batman, eh, Batman he was all right. As Batman he was fine, but I love him as Bruce Wayne. I think he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. When you just when you look at Val Kilmer in Batman Forever as Bruce Wayne, 
the dude just looks like what Bruce Wayne, I feel like, would look like in real life. But as Batman, as Batman, there's one line in the movie where he looks at, um, uh, he looks at, um, <laughs> the, the doctor played by, um, Nicole Kidman, um, right? That's who, yeah, there we go. Uh, played by Nicole Kidman. He looks at her and goes, it's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. I'm like, really? Chicks dig the car? It's... And and that ends up being um, the opening line to uh, Batman Forever, where Robin looks at Batman and goes, and goes, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Wait, so Superman does exist in this universe? Where was he when Mr. Freeze was trying to freeze half a car? Oh, oh, does he just not get, does he, does Superman just not give a shit what goes on in Gotham? Is he just that lazy? Huh. That's like, you know what that reminds me of, though? Just to ramble on this for a second. That reminds me of one of my criticisms with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, look, I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. But one of my complaints with that movie is that Martian Manhunter looks at Lois and goes, The world needs you too, Lois. And I'm sitting there thinking, No, dumbass, the world needs you. Why don't you go help the Justice League? fight Steppenwolf, and then he shows up at the end in front of Bruce Wayne and goes, yeah, maybe I think I'll come and help you out. Really? We could have used your help like two days ago. <laughs> anyway, that that's neither here nor there. I'm rambling on at this point. Anyway, so number eight is Batman Forever. Coming in at number seven, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, now, a lot of people are are would probably be surprised or not surprised that I have this movie as low as I have it. Um, look, I really love the Dark Knight trilogy. I do. I think, um, I think as a trilogy overall, the, um, uh, the, the Dark Knight trilogy has, I think, some of, the greatest is I think is the are is overall as a trilogy the greatest Batman story ever told as a trilogy as a whole the Dark Knight trilogy is one of the greatest Batman stories ever told from from Batman Begins all the way to the end of the Dark Knight Rises great however Dark Knight Rises in my opinion I it it reminds me a lot of Avengers Endgame. I love Avengers Endgame. I love that movie. And I could watch it. I could watch it. And I could still just love a lot of things about it. But it has a shit. Even diehard fans of Avengers Endgame have to acknowledge that there are some big, huge plot holes. I love Spider-Man No Way Home. But even me, as a diehard fan. Like, look. I give Spider-Man No Way Home a 10 out of 10. I still think that movie's a 10 out of 10. But I'm not going to deny, yes, there are some logic and logic plot holes in the movie. But I, I, that doesn't take away from how much I love it. I didn't give, I, like, I didn't give, um, I didn't give Spider-Man No Way Home because of, because it was an absolute 100% perfect movie. I gave it a 10 out of 10 because of how it, how, how I felt watching and how I, what kind of an experience it gave me as a fan of the character and stuff like that. That's how I kind of see movies, you know. I see movies, 
I don't look for perfection because that's the problem with our with our day and age is that we look for things to be pure perfection. And that's just not I I don't look at movies that way, you know. But that being said, Dark Knight Rises I think is a great movie. If I were rating it, I would probably rate it uh, a 9 out of 10. I love the movie. Uh, well, no, uh, sorry, sorry. 8 out of 10, I should say. 8 out of 10. But it's got plot holes. It's got some major, major plot holes. And there are just choices made in the movie that don't really satisfy me. One of them being um, the choice to have... Uh, Talia al Ghul as the main antagonist. Uh, well, look, having Talia al Ghul in there makes sense story-wise because it kind of ties back into the to where the the trilogy started with him and his uh, rivalry with uh, with with and him and his uh, the the back the background that Bruce Wayne has with um, with. Um, what was it with uh, with Ra's al Ghul? But that reveal, you can see it coming from the moment she's introduced in the movie. From the moment she's introduced in the movie, you're like, "Oh yeah, no, she, she's she's Talia al Ghul." And they tried playing this stupid thing where, like, "Oh, she's um, she's a uh, Miranda Tate." No, no, just stop. Um, and also, um, I love. I mean, I love Tom Hardy as Bane, but uh, I think we can all agree. Um, ah, you use darkness. You use darkness to. You think darkness is your ally? Uh. <laughs> you really adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. Um, look. <laughs> um, honestly, Bane's voice in The Dark Knight Rises makes me makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And and come on, this has some like the funniest funniest bits from Christian Bale's Batman voice. Excommunicated by a gang, a psychopath. <laughs> um, but look, overall, and also, I will say this, not a huge fan of, um, of the whole reveal, like, I think this movie would have been, in my opinion, I was, and look, maybe this is the fanboy side of me, but in my opinion, the way I kind of envisioned this movie ending was, throughout this entire movie, the, like, the second movie ends with Batman seen as a villain. And then The Dark Knight Rises would have ended with him dying as a hero. It would have gone back to that quote that Harvey Dent says in the movie. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And by the end, maybe Batman saw himself as the villain. But... Eventually, by the end of the trilogy, he dies the true hero of Gotham. And then to have that moment where Alfred looks and sees Bruce Wayne sitting with Catwoman, I just felt like, huh, 
Really? I mean, really? No, no important characters are going to die in this story. Because they, they played, the, they fake killed Gary Old. They, they fake killed Commissioner Gordon. But he doesn't end up dying, and I and it kind of like it just like that kind of thing goes on a lot throughout the movie. Although I will say this, although I will say this, I love that moment in the movie where Commissioner Gordon looks at um at Batman and he's like, um, the people of Gotham should know who saved them, and then he and then um, he uh, uh, Batman looks at, J- at Jim Gordon and he says. And he says, a hero can be anybody, even someone as simple, even someone doing something as simple like putting a coat on a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. And then it cuts to that moment where it cuts to a flashback of of a young Jim Gordon taking uh, like taking care of a young Bruce Wayne after his parents had been killed. And then he's like, Bruce Wayne? Like that was an awesome moment. But again, it's an awesome moment. And there are awesome moments in the movie, but overall, I feel like the plot holes kind of it keeps the plot holes keep it from being a perfect movie. Like the plot holes, in my opinion, keep it from being a great movie and just being a movie that I I really like. I really like The Dark Knight Rises, but I I don't love it. As much as I, I, I did when I first saw it back in 2012. So, anyway. Um, we gotta move on here. Um, coming in at number six. We got Batman 1989. Um. <laughs> have you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? <laughs> No, get out of here. Um, yeah. Um, I love this movie primarily because Jack's Joker is the Jack Nicholson's Joker. In my opinion, is the absolute best part of this entire movie. I know, I know. Like Batman is the title character, but for me, when I watch this movie, I don't watch this movie for Batman. I watch this movie for Joker. Um. I loved, and I, I honestly think, like, although he's not my favorite person to play the Joker, Jack Nicholson is a really, really great Joker, and I think he was really intense, um, and it was kind of the first time we saw this version of the character brought in a way into film, because, you know, you gotta remember, the last time we had seen the Joker in any form of media was in uh, the, the 60s Batman show, and Cesar Romero was playing the Joker. And he wasn't as scared. He was more goofy. As 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 many of the characters in the Batman 60s shows were very goofy. But this version of the Joker was kind of our first look in film and television of getting a truly dark portrayal of the Joker. And I think Jack Nicholson really portrayed that. And that's not to say that Jack Nicholson's Joker doesn't have goofy moments. Like that moment when he goes into what was it, the museum, and he um and he starts dancing and he and his goons are like painting all and like marking all the paintings on the wall and um they're listening to uh um I think it's I, um but yeah, I but overall, as a movie, 
I really like it too. But I will say, quick, fun little story about this. Um, I went, I, I was, as I said, I did a Batman movie marathon. I watched Batman 1989 with a friend of mine. And, oh my gosh, we laughed so hard. Towards the end of the movie, Batman is about to, is looking for the Joker, looking to fight the Joker. And the Joker's henchmen are distracting Batman. There's this one guy that jumps off of, like, some, um, some thing, uh, like, jumps... Uh, from the 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 ceiling of of the wherever of the wherever they were, and he jumps and he doesn't even land on top. He does this jump and he screams. He goes ah, and he doesn't even land on top of Batman. He lands literally. He he goes right through the floor behind Batman. And oh my gosh, I laughed so so hard. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard. And we, and I even told my friend, I was like, play, play that back real quick. I, and I laughed. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I like you. Most people aren't going to find that hilarious, but I found it absolutely hysterical. So, all right. That was number six. Coming in at number five. And we got, wow, we got to move this on because this ranking has already gone on for 30 minutes. Um, Coming in at number five, the Lego Batman movie. I love this movie. I do. I love it. I think it's so wonderful, so charming. Um, one of my absolute favorite moments, and I'm going to bring this moment up. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Lego Batman movie. Alfred. Um, first of all, Getting a uh, Ray Fiennes um, to voice, um, uh, to to voice Alfred was hysterical. But that moment where where Alfred goes through Batman's phases and basically goes through his entire cinematic history is the is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in an animated film. Hold on, let's let's play this back. don't mind my saying I'm a little concerned I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 1999 <laughs> 1992 with 1989 and that weird one in 19 <laughs> and they love it they grab they pulled actual footage from the 66 movie that's great what to talk about that's great but also like the fact that they they legalized everything, like Batman vs Superman. They did a Lego version of Batman vs Superman, a Lego version of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, same with The Dark Knight and uh, Batman Begins. The only, the only other one that they didn't do that for was when they showed a picture of George Clooney's um, bat nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into like the um uh the bat the Batman Forever and uh, um Batman Returns uh and then you know obviously uh uh nineteen the nineteen eighty nine film and oh my gosh it's just it, it again one of the funniest things I've seen in an animated movie and again it all comes from the way Ray finds delivers it as alfred sir 
I've seen you go through similar phases in, in 2000. And then, and then he, he talks really fast during the whole thing. 2016, 2012, and 2008, and 2005, and 19, 1997, 1990, uh, 1990, uh, uh, 1990, uh, what was it? 1994, 95 when Batman Forever came out. Anyway, uh, uh, 19, uh, uh, 1994, 19, 19, 19, 19, 1992, 1989, and, and then he, and then he goes, and, that weird one in 1966. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. I, a part of me does wish he had, um, acknowledged, like, Batman the Animated Series, um, just because, as, as someone who loves that series, I kind of wish he had acknowledged it, but anyway. But besides that, I thought this was actually very good. And I thought it was a very good... Like, in my opinion, this movie was kind of like... the. This was kind of like... um, Lego Batman movie walked so that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse could run. Because this movie does exactly what Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse does. Whereas... Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse is an animated film that kind of pokes fun at the Spider-Man tropes and, and who the character is. This movie does a similar thing with Batman. It pokes fun at the Batman history, of, of, of his history in film, but it also understands the character and, and, and portrays it in a comedic way. That isn't like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever where it just comes off as cheesy and dumb. This actually comes off as very heartwarming and sweet. And I loved it. And all the cameos. My gosh, all the cameos in this movie. And, and honestly, that even the Lego movie had a bunch of cameos. But my gosh, the cameos in this movie were just absolutely insane. So, um, yes, number five is the Lego Batman movie. Uh, number four, Batman Begins. Do I have to say anything else about this movie? Great version of the Batman origin story. Um, and I think um, I I think it is the perfect um, version of a Batman origin story that we're ever gonna get. So yeah, I um I I, I like Batman. I love Batman Begins. Uh, then we have Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. This movie is so good. And so underrated, too, because not a lot of people have seen this movie. And if you have not seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, what are you doing with your life? Please go and watch it because it is so, so, so good. Um, and honestly, the um, this is a Batman movie that um, is dark, but also really fun to watch. And again, an animated Batman movie that actually is... Close to, in my opinion, close to perfection, you know, because, um, you know, there's been a lot of Batman animated movies, a lot of straight to DVD Batman, Batman animated films that have been terrible. Um, Killing Joke being the prime example of that. But then you have movies like the Lego Batman movie and Batman Mask and the Phantasm, which have so much effort put into them. And that may be because that might be because. They are theatrically released, so they try to put as much effort into them as possible. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, what are you doing? Please go and watch it. Um, coming to number two, 
we have the Batman. Bum, 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 bum. Now, look, I understand what, like, um, I was listening to, I listened to the podcast, um, Holy Batcast, which is on the Real Fans uh, for Real Movies podcast network. Um, go check them out. They're really, they're, it's really good. Um, they did not love the movie. Like, the, the, the panel that they had on there didn't love the movie as much as I did. But I can understand some of the points that they brought up in their in their review. I'm just speaking for me. This is the Batman movie I kind of wanted to see ever since I saw, well, my number one choice, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But And I'm going to get into spoilers here. That scene, man, that scene with the Batmobile. When Penguin comes in and he uh, sees Catwoman on the floor but sees that Batman disappeared, then all of a sudden you hear, you hear that that Batmobile start almost sounding like a screeching um, monster. Oh my gosh, the intensity. And the when I first saw that movie, I literally... Felt the same fear that was probably running through Penguin's body. I felt that same fear. And I loved when, that moment where Penguin looks at the mirror and he's like, I got you, you psycho. I got you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see the Batmobile like flying right through the, 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 the fire. And you're just like, and I'm sitting there thinking, no, you didn't, bitch. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I will say this. That car accident that Penguin gets into by the end of that chase normally would have killed somebody, but you know they obviously they they couldn't have Penguin die because you know they want to do a, a sequel a uh, um, HBO Max series. But but yeah, that um, I love even despite me not loving the look of the Riddler. The look of his costume, at least. I love Riddler. Um, that scene, the interrogation scene between him and Batman, and where, when he's just sitting there screaming, and then he goes into um, this moment where he starts singing um, uh, Ave Maria, and he's like, Ave Maria. And you just see Batman like getting so pissed, and he's like, What have you done? And he starts beating the glass. What have you done? And like, I remember sitting there thinking, holy shit, this is scary. This is scary. But even before that, when they see him in the diner and he's sitting there with his coffee and the cops, you know, come in, they're like, hands up. And he puts his hands up and then he turns. The look on his face, I get chills every time I watch. I'm like, <sighs> and, but I will say biggest shame ever. I really wish Penguin would have gone to eat. I'm not Penguin. I really wish Riddler would have gotten to eat that pumpkin pie, man. That's that's a little inside joke. For anybody who's seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. All right. Uh, so that was number two. And finally, we reached number one. And that is The Dark Knight. Um, I'm just going to bring a scene in The Dark Knight. That is absolute pure perfection. Um, and that is 
the interrogation scene. This scene right here kind of can you can you can kind of guess why the Dark Knight is my favorite uh, of the Batman movies. Uh, let me go ahead and skip it over just a little bit. This scene, this entire scene, this entire scene, just hearing the two of them talk, I could watch an entire three-hour movie just watching these two talk it out. Um, and, I mean, everyone has talked about Heath Ledger's performance. Uh, it is a shame that we didn't get to see any more of Heath Ledger after um, after this um after his performance in this movie, but his performance in this movie, wow. Like, I don't, as a child watching this movie back then, I don't think I was scared of any other movie villain as much as I was scared whenever I saw Heath Ledger's Joker on screen. Like, when he first appeared, when he first takes off that mask after the bank robbery, and he looks and he says, I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Oh, just all oh, that gives me chills every time I watch it. Um, and Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent, um, aka Two Face, and eventually that turn that he makes once he becomes Two Face is also awesome. Um, I love the fact, I have always said, my favorite comic book movies are the ones that do something new, that do something different. This movie definitely does that. It does a, something new and something different. It doesn't play it safe. This is a hard-hitting, this is almost like, it almost feels like an elongated episode of like NCIS or something. You know, but with, uh, like, a, a, actually, a more... A more fair comparison, a more elongated episode of Law and Order, but with Batman in the middle of it. That's what this movie feels like, and I just I love the I love the tone, I love the vibe, I love the characters, the writing, the dialogue, um, the performances, and um, yeah, this is my favorite Batman movie. So running by it one more time, we got. Number 12, Batman and Robin. Number 11, Batman Returns. Number 10, Batman vs. Superman. Number 9, ba uh, Batman the Movie 1966. Uh, number 8, Batman Forever. Uh, number 7, Dark Knight Rises. Number 6, Batman 1980, uh, 1989. Um, number 5, The Lego Batman Movie. Number 4, Batman Begins. Number 3, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Number 2, The, ba uh, the Batman. And number 1, The Dark Knight. Okay. And now we're going to move on to the DCU movie rankings. And so let's not waste any more time and let's talk about and let's rank the DCEU.
So now that we've uh, gotten all that out of the way, let's go ahead and let's talk about the DCEU movie rankings. Uh, we got 11 of them, so let's not waste any time and let's rank these. Uh, coming to number 11, we have Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Now, I didn't give my thoughts on Batman vs. Superman because I wanted to save it for this. Um, Yeah, this movie's terrible. Look, is it as bad as like Batman and Robin or, ba- or uh, Batman Returns? No, no. But this is a very bad movie. Um, every scene with Ben Affleck's Batman, great. Between him and Alfred talking in the Batcave, to the Batman nightmare sequence, to the actual Batman versus Superman fight is awesome. And I just wish the movie had focused more on that aspect of the movie rather than... Oh, by the way, guys, here's our Justice League cameos. Oh, by the way, Doomsday's here, and he's going to kill Superman. Um, 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 by the way, Lex Luthor is also here, and also we're teasing Darkseid possibly coming. I... Every time I watch this movie, I just think, wow... What complete wasted potential this movie ended up being. And I just think if this movie had actually focused its its attention on Batman versus Superman. And then have the Justice League movie coming out. Superman doesn't die at the end of this at the end of Batman versus Superman. He goes into Justice League, but the the relationship between him and Batman is rocky because because of their big fight you know and yeah i just i was massively massively disappointed with um with this movie um and uh yeah i I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore other than, yeah, it's a bad movie. Uh, coming in at number 10, Suicide Squad 2016. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Back when this movie came out, I really liked it. And then um, I remember um, this was right around the time when I met Robert. And I didn't really realize how bad Suicide Squad was until Robert constantly talked about how bad the movie was. And then I went back and rewatched it, and I saw all of Robert's points, and I started noticing, yeah, maybe this movie really isn't that good. And when I look back on it now... I don't think it's the worst movie. I don't think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Because Robert, if you ask Robert about this movie, he'll tell you he hates this movie. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is one of his least favorite movies ever. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised either if if this movie is on like his least favorite movies of all time list. But I don't think it's that bad. It's a bad movie for sure, but I don't think it's that bad. I think. Um, Will Smith and Margot Robbie uh, kind of save this movie and kind of stop it from being one of the worst movies ever made. Um, 
I really, I, I'll be honest with you. I like El, um, uh, El, wasn't, uh, what's his name? Uh, El Diablo, is that his name? Uh, the, the fire person. Um, I like him and I like his backstory. I think it's a very tragic backstory. Um, and I love his eventual sacrifice at the end. Even though one of my biggest issue is, oh yeah, we're family. You've only known each other for two days. <laughs> You've only known each other for like two days. Um, but I overall do believe that this is a bad movie. And I think had David Ayer just been allowed to do what he wanted to do, I think we could have gotten a better movie. And I hate Jared. I'm sorry. I hate Jared Leto's Joker. I do. I hate him. I hate him so much. You're my guest to this handsome honka honka. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, number nine. Wonder Woman 1984. I'll be honest with you. Um, I hate this movie, and I will and I'm gonna say this right now. I have not seen this movie since I saw it for the first time back in uh, 2020. I'm dead ser- I'm dead serious. I literally have not seen this movie since. Um now I will I'm gonna I will admit something. I'll I'll admit something. I really like the idea of bringing um, Steve Trevor back for the film because I think the relationship between him and um, Diana is fantastic. I really don't like the way they did it, though. The fact that he is possessing this random guy's body. And then at the end of the movie, she sees him... And you don't think the first question that pops up to her head is, wow, did I sleep with this guy? And am I having this guy's baby? Like, you would think that that would be the first question that pops up in her head. Oh, oh, sweet. Oh, gosh. I, yeah, just thinking about it makes me want to puke. Um, also, the villains, I think, are incredibly disappointing. Um... Cheetah is essentially um, Riddler from Batman Forever and Jamie Foxx from Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I gotta say, I really hated Maxwell Lord. And the way Pedro Pascal played him, oh, I hated him so much. He felt like he was pulled straight out of a Joel Schumacher movie. Like, there's one line delivery where he looks at his son and he goes... That man is a liar. I'm <laughs> just like, oh no. Oh, this is what I'm in for. Oh my gosh, this is, I'm in for two hours of this shit. And yeah, he's terrible. I, And the fact that he becomes a wishing stone. What? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going too far now. Now, now I should uh, just, I should just move on before I get angry. Okay, uh, number eight. We have... Aquaman. Um, this movie's a mess. It's it's a mess. Um, I think it visually looks beautiful. Visually looks very beautiful. Um, the script is terrible. 
Um, Ocean Master, I think, is one of the worst villains ever uh, in the DCEU. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think had this movie, um, I don't know. I had this movie had a better script. I think we could have gotten something really special, but. For me, I feel like James Wan tried to do the best he could with such a terrible written script. And tried to execute the story as best as he possibly could. And I just, yeah, I I didn't like Aquaman. Um, I thought it was way too, it, 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 I didn't feel that sense of epicness. That I kind of wanted out of an Aquaman. And I feel like they're saving the epicness for the sequel. I feel like the sequel is going to give me more of what I wanted from the first one. Just this grand epic scale. You know, seeing these... Like... The fact that it's called uh, Aquaman The Lost Kingdom... Is going to... Is really just... Is making me think that we are going to get a much more epic movie. Almost like a... Lord of the Ring, an underwater Lord of the Rings epic with Aquaman 2. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, the first one, not a huge fan of it. Coming in at number seven, we have Justice League, the theatrical cuts. Um, I am someone who doesn't like to consider this canon. But, you know, it, it, it was released under the DCEU banner, so it counts. It, unfortunately, is part of the DCEU. Um... I hate this movie. Okay, I shouldn't say that. I don't hate the movie. Okay, I think it's completely average. In, I think it is the most average movie possible. There are aspects of it that I do like. But man, there are a lot of aspects that I don't. Um, the CGI... I, this has some of the worst CGI I've seen in a big budget comic book movie. Um... I I honestly wasn't I'm honestly having seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, I'm not impressed with the return of Superman with the way they like the way Superman comes in and at the Well, I well, I know the truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. Yeah, that's not as cool as his entrance in the We'll get to the Snyder cut in a second, but yeah, no, I I I think this movie is missing a lot of the character developments because it inter- it's trying to introduce you to Aquaman, the Flash and Cyborg, but they don't give they only give them like one scene to give us their backstory and to develop who they are as characters. Whereas, in in another version, in the other version, you get more time with it. And I just feel like this, this was the purest example of a studio deciding to not let a director um, release their vision. And I just think this is the purest example of bad studio interference. 
Um, whereas the Marvel movies can can be an example of good studio interference. This is an example of really bad studio interference. So, um, yeah. Number seven is the theatrical cut of Justice League. Coming in number six, Birds of Prey. Now, I will tell you this, guys. My impression of Birds of Prey has actually gone up since I saw the movie for the first time. I do like this movie a lot more uh, than I did back then. That being said, I still do have issues with it, though. Um, I still do have um, uh, issues with Birds of Prey. Um, it is kind of a mess. Script-wise, it's, it's a mess. Um, I was very disappointed with the way they, well, I will say that, here, here, here's what I'll say. I love the way Ewan McGregor plays Black Mask. I, however, was not a huge fan of the fact that they killed him at the end of the movie. I was hoping we would see him um, in the the movie more, but we we didn't, and that kind of disappointed. And and it kind of disappointed me that they decided to kill him off by the end of the movie. And also, I feel like um, I feel like this is a movie. Like this to me feels like if Quentin Tarantino decided he wanted to direct a comic book movie, I feel like this is what we would get except with a better script. Um because this movie is hyper violent. Like I I love the fact that it's as violent as it is and it's as um more adult as it is actually um and i like the fact that this movie just doesn't care like it, it's just gonna go for it it's gonna be silly it's just gonna be this fun fun ride but that being said like i said the script i think it could have been improved with at least two more rewrites um i think it could have been improved with at least two more rewrites um but overall I really enjoyed, um, I, I like Birds of Prey. Do I love it? No, but I like it a lot, actually, and I can have fun with it. So, uh, yeah, Birds of Prey is number six. Now we get into the movies that I love from the DCU, the five movies of the DCU that I love. Come in number five, Man of Steel. I don't care. I love Man of Steel. Um, it, does it have issues? Of course. It has issues, but wow, I think this to me is the definitive Superman movie, in my opinion. I I like this more than, well, actually, hmm, I don't know. I really love Superman 2. I really love Superman 2, um, but I do think this is better than the original Superman movie. Um, it might not be better than Superman 2. I think Superman 2 is still my favorite Superman movie, but I really love this one. This one's probably my second favorite out of all of the Superman movies we've we've had. Um, I love the way Henry Cavill plays Superman in this movie. Um, I love the final um, action set piece. Um, I 
think getting to learn more of Krypton it was really cool with getting to see a little bit of Krypton. Um, I think my issues with the movie kind of come from certain things that they've certain choices that are made. Like example, Pa Kent's death, I have an issue with. I have a huge issue with Pa Kent's death. Um, um, and yeah, I think that might be the only problem I have. I think I think that might be the only problem because I love I love the the fact that Zod dies. I love the idea of killing Zod, um, and I love the fact that Superman is the one to do it. Even though a lot of fanboys are getting on got on Twitter that year and went, Superman doesn't kill people. Superman doesn't do that. Not my Superman. I don't I don't care what you stupid fanboys have to say about it. I love Man of Steel. Okay, so there we go. Uh, coming in at number four, Wonder Woman. Um, the first one. Um, obviously, this was my favorite DCU movie for the longest time. But then three other DCEU movies came out that I loved even more. Um, this is just a really great movie. Um, I think the 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 romance asp angle uh, of it is really good. The action is handled very well. Um, it's written in, very beautifully, and yeah, I really really love uh, the 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 movie. Um, my only issue with Wonder Woman is the villain. I think the villain. Um, what was his name? Ares? Was that was that who the villain was? I just... I, I don't know. I liked the idea of... Her whole point of going there is to stop the, the god of war is... Is the one causing everything, right? She That's what she believes. But when she kills who she thinks is causing all the problems... And finds out that there's still at war that to me felt more powerful and that felt like that kind of made me think back to Batman vs Superman where she looks at Bruce Wayne and goes years ago I gave up on humanity that could have been an excellent tie-in but instead we got this mustache twirling villain who wants to destroy the world big whoop um so yeah I Really don't did not like the villain in the film, and I think he's the reason why this this isn't quite my favorite movie. All right, coming to number three, we have Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I this is I think the only Zack Snyder movie. I think this is my favorite movie from Zack Snyder. Um, I love. The way this movie's directed, I mentioned my plot hole with Zack Snyder's Justice League, where it's like Martian Manhunter, I think is one of the most lazy pieces of shit ever in film, because he literally ignores the other heroes and is like, after after the Justice League have defeated, um, um, Dark Side, um, Martian Manhunter comes in and goes, you know. 
Maybe I'll help you guys out now. Really? We really could have used you a couple days ago. But, um... But, yeah, no, I, um... I, I'm... I love this movie. I really do. And I think this is the Justice League movie we should have gotten back in 2017. Now, I... A lot of people will ask me, but do you think a four-hour cut would have been released? No. No. A four-hour cut of this movie. If you are if you are a person out there who honestly believes that a four-hour cut of Justice League would have been successful, you're lying to yourself. Because there's no way a four-hour cut of Justice League would actually be as successful. Because, first of all, at four hours... like. You you're hearing I've I've been hearing so many people who go to see the Batman and they're looking at the runtime for the Batman, they're like, three hours? Three hours? And they're like so shocked that the movie's that long. I feel like that would have happened with Justice League. I feel like they would have looked at Justice League and went, four hours? And they would have been like, uh yeah, no, I'm good. Hell, even when the movie was dropping on HBO Max, everyone looked at it and went, four hours? So, yeah, it's it's quite an investment. But that's why if you watch them, if you own the Blu-ray, they did this really smart thing where they put it on two separate discs. I think the movie is easier to watch if you think of it as a two-part, uh, as a two-part epic. Watch the first half maybe one week and then maybe the next week you watch the second half you know that's kind of how i like to watch it but yeah no zack snyder's justice league is i think the best justice league movie we've had um so far who knows maybe if we get a justice league sequel maybe someone will make a great justice league sequel but we will we i guess we won't know um but for now we got a really great movie with zack snyder's justice league all right Coming in at number two, we have Shazam. Um, I love this movie. I love this movie so, so, so much. And I am so excited for Shazam 2. Um, yeah, this movie, I remember when I saw the trailer, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much faith in this movie. I have so much hope. That this is going to be the movie that really brings DC um, on top. And to me, it it did. I think this is a movie that very much um, feels like, like the class. You know what it feels like? It reminds me of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Where it is... It has some, it has some, it is just fun. You can just watch it and just have a really, really good time with it. But it's also got some dark moments too. I mean, it's got some scary moments in it too. But it is a lot of fun. I love it. Um, I love uh, um, Dr. Um, is it Savant? Or am I thinking of something else? Um, Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Villain, um, Savannah, Doctor Savannah, um, I love him in the movie. 
Um, I love his line when he when he breaks into the house when he uh, when um, the little girl answers the door and he walks in there and he goes, "Oh, how quaint!" And then all of a sudden he takes it, he takes off his glasses and goes, "Oh, I take that back. What a shithole." Um, yeah, just moments like that. And then um, I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, Zachary Levi was the absolute perfect choice. To play this character. I remember when he was first cast. As Shazam. I remember thinking. Okay I wasn't expecting that. But now that I. Now that we, now that you have casted him. I could totally see him. Playing this character. Because the whole idea of Shazam. Is that he's supposed to be. The. This superhero. This He's supposed to be this kid. The kid's personality. Is supposed to be within the superhero like the superhero he he looks like a superhero but has the mindset and the personality of a teenage kid you know so i feel like zachary levi just was able to portray that in such the perfect way i just love it when he walks into the to the to the convenience store and he's like i'd like to purchase some of your finest beer please and then the cashier just looks at him and goes and just just points towards the, and then um, when he sees that the lady's about to be robbed, he walks over and he's like, "Come on, let's settle this like real men." <laughs> and then and then he finds out that the uh, and then he finds out he's bulletproof. And he's like, he's like, wait, we don't know, if, but we don't know if the suit's bulletproof or if or if, but we don't know if the suit's bulletproof or if you're bulletproof. Shoot him in the face. Yeah, shoot me in the... Uh, my, my face. And then he gets shot in the face. And he's like, hey, that actually kind of tickles. And then he laughs and he's like... He looks at them. He looks back at them and goes, you're dead. Um, Yeah, no. I, I, I love it. I just... Again, this movie has so many wonderful moments. And I love his um adopted family. I love it when he he's like, what's the first place you're thinking of? And he transports them to the strip club, and then his older sister, his older adopted sister, is like, "Really? This is the first place you think of? How dare you?" <laughs> um, yeah, and also, I think, look, the cast usually gets a lot of credit for this movie, but I think the man that we all have to thank for bringing us a really great DC movie, David F. Sandberg, man, this dude, I. This dude, honestly, I think is one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to filmmaking in general. Because the dude literally came from making short films on YouTube. And now, and he directed Lights Out, Shazam, Annabelle Creation, and now he's doing Shazam 2. This dude, like, just was able to... The fact that this guy came from YouTube and was able to, like like bring bring some bring a great movie into the DCU. I yeah. I I love this guy. I really I really really do. Um so yeah. Um anyway, that is my number 2 choice. Which brings me to my number 1 and that is of course one of my favorite movies from last year, The Suicide Squad. Um James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Now I've gone on and on about why I love this movie. I've gone on and on about it. But I'm going to go on and on about it again. Um, Yeah, this is an awesome, awesome movie. 
one of my absolute favorite quotes from the entire movie. It was in the trailer, but I'm going to say it here. You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. You're, that's being facetious. But if this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problemo. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? <laughs> I love that. Um, this, to me, is the definitive DC movie. Um, at least DCEU movie. I still think The Dark Knight is a better movie than The Suicide Squad. But, oh my gosh. This movie, like, embraces its comic book roots. But also, it it does it while also giving you this really heartwarming um, story. Like, Ratcatcher's story is really sad, but also very... Um, uplifting by the end polka dot man's story is really when you really look at polka dot man's backstory that's some really dark depressing shit going on with polka dot man you know king shark like king shark harley quinn blood sport and even the side characters like the characters who literally die within the first 15 minutes like savants and uh um uh, blackguard Oh my gosh, one of the one of the moments in the movie that absolutely made me laugh hysterically and it's one of my favorite funny moments in all of movies. It's when Weasel jumps out of the of the of the plane and he starts to drown. And then Rick Flag just yells, "Did anyone for, forget to check if Weasel could swim?" and cuts back to Amanda Waller's face. Oh my god, I remember when I saw it for the first time, I nearly fell out of my chair laughing so hard. Um, But the action is great, the violence is fantastic, um, the dialogue is very witty, and um, yeah, it is my favorite movie in the DCEU. So, um, going down the list one more time, we have... Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, number 11, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, number 10, The Suicide Squad, number 9, Wonder Woman 1984, number 8, Aquaman, number 7, Justice League, The Theatrical Cut, uh, number 6, Birds of Prey, number 5, Man of Steel, number 4, Wonder Woman, number 3, Zack Snyder's Justice League, number 2, Shazam, and number 1, The Suicide Squad. Whew! Okay. Wow. That was a lot of naming off movies. And now, guys, we are going to enter into the Q&A part of the show. But before we do that, um, I'm going to let our uh, sponsor for this episode of the Zig Sensor Show. um, We're going to take this quick commercial break. So sit back, guys, and uh, let's let's allow our wonderful folks over at Anchor Podcasting. Let's let them sponsor the Zig Sensor Show. All right, guys, so uh, we are back. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, run through these Q&A questions. Uh, we got a lot of them, so we got to get this show uh, moving because this has been almost a, a, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to end up being a two-hour show or almost three hours. I'm not sure yet, but my, it's going to be a long show. So let's go ahead and uh, 
get into these Q&A questions. Um, have you watched uh, Superman and Lois on the CW, or have you given up on the DC slash CW shows? Um, I've given up on the CW shows. Um, I might give Superman and Lois a chance. I might. But, yeah, no, I'm just not a fan of the CW shows, I'll be honest with you. I kind of gave up after, probably after season three of Arrow. Probably after that one. Um, okay. Um, if Spider-Man does show up in Morbius, which one do you think it will be? Um, wow, that's a good question. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be Tom Holland's. I just have this feeling... I know they reference Venom, and I know they reference um, the San Francisco incident, but I'll be honest with you, man. Because Michael Keaton shows up in the trailer, I just think that he is going to be our connective tissue to the MCU. So, I don't know. Uh, that'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, all right. Is there any possibility of Hugh Jackman uh, that Hugh Jackman will return as Wolverine? No, not a chance. I think Hugh Jackman is done with the character. Um, um, and also, I I don't know if I want to see it. I mean, maybe if a cameo, maybe in a cameo, maybe. But um, yeah, no, I don't think there's any possibility there. Um, all right. Uh, Denis Villeneuve and Jane Campion are upset about the eight categories being cut. Do you think the Academy will backtrack on this decision? Nope, because the uh, Academy, the Oscars, is literally next week, and I don't think they're going to backtrack on this decision. Um, yeah, I I wish they would backtrack on this decision because I think it's the worst possible decision they could have ever made. Um, but also, I mean, hearing the fact that a- ABC is the one who threatened them to not broadcast their show over this is I'm so mad that ABC is kind of the reason why they made this stupid-ass decision. Um, It just makes me think, like, why don't they just stream it on a streaming service? Why don't they just take the Oscars and stream it on, like, Peacock? Or, or, hell, stream it on Disney+. Plus, Live stream it on Disney+. Plus, Or live stream it on YouTube. You don't have to worry about... A long televised broadcast. Just, I don't know. I just, I just really wish they would think of something other than cutting out those categories, man. Because I'm, I am, just, uh, makes me mad just thinking about it. Uh, thoughts on the Obi Wan trailer? I'm so glad someone brought that up. I love the Obi Wan trailer. I, I cannot wait for this series. Um, and yeah, I, uh, we got to see some Inquisitors in there. Um, but for me, the thing I'm looking forward to most in this series is just seeing where Obi-Wan is at, at this stage in his, at this stage, you know, because this dude's got to have, I feel like, I wonder if they're going to give him like PTSD over, over the things that have happened to him in the past, like with his, between his master getting killed off. Um, him failing, uh, Anakin Skywalker, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I wonder if they're gonna, I wonder where Obi-Wan is gonna be when we meet him in the beginning of this series, so, 
It'll be interesting to see. Um, okay. Uh, the Gotham PD series has been canceled. Uh, well, hasn't been canceled. It's been scrapped. But yeah. Uh, do you think the Do you think greenlighting the Arkham Asylum series had something to do with it being canceled? I think that was part of it. I also just think, you know, Matt Reeves did an interview where he said um, that they just didn't know where to go with the story. And I feel like if you have an idea, and I, I'm, I, know, I've, I know this, I've had ideas for movies that I thought were great, but I, the idea just never went anywhere past a simple concept. Maybe that's what happened with the Gotham PD series. Maybe it was just a simple concept and they just couldn't figure out how to develop that concept into an actual story, you know? So, um, yeah, that's just, it happens, you know? And I'm really excited the fact that they're greenlighting an Arkham Asylum series. I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Um, Okay. Uh, DC delayed films like Super Pets, Black Adam, The Flash... And Aquaman 2. Thoughts? Um, The fact that The Flash and Aquaman 2 got pushed to next year, I find that hilarious just because The Flash... The Flash has had so many release dates. I find it so hilarious. Um, Black Adam only got pushed back to October. It only got pushed back by like three months. So I'm not really too worried about it. Um, the one that actually excites me is the fact that Shazam 2 got bumped up to the end of this year. Now, I will say this. It is a shame that it's opening up against Avatar 2. But that being said, I'm still I'm still happy that it's coming out this year and not next year. I'm so happy that I get to now look forward to Shazam 2. Because I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm obviously going to see both movies. But I'm going to have a double feature that day. And which one am I going to watch first? Oh, it's easy. I'm watching. Like, this reminds me of back in 2018. They released um, Bumblebee and Aquaman on the same weekend. And I remember saying to myself, which one am I going to watch first? I was like, well, I'm watching Bumblebee first. And I did. I watched Bumblebee with Robert. And then I went with my my older brother to watch... um, Aquaman so and Bumblebee ended up being the better film so obviously for me uh Super Pets I don't really care about them pushing that one back because honestly I'll be honest with you not that interested in Super Pets I'll probably still watch it just because it has Keanu Reeves as Batman but um yeah that better be a licensed toy or I'm gonna freak um yeah anyway all right um Chris Miller recently said in an interview that they could bring uh, in Tom, Toby, and Andrew into the animated Spider-Verse films. Do you think we will see them in, a, in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1? I think there's a chance that we see them in a post credit scene. I think in a post credit scene we're going to see them, their animated forms, uh, in the film. Um, yeah, no, that, look, that's the beauty about these movies now is that because Sony is now connecting all of their films through this multiverse, they can do whatever in the hell they want to do. They can literally tell whatever stories they want to tell. We could have three different Spider-Man going on at the same... We can have three different Spider-Man franchises going on at the same time. 
Like, that's the beauty of what Sony is doing with their Spider-Verse films. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for, for what they're for what they're doing over there. And it's just it oh brings me so much joy. As a Spider-Man fan, it brings me a lot of joy. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, thoughts on Sean Levy being the director for Deadpool 3. And do you think we could uh, do you think we could get this movie sooner than we initially thought? Yes. First of all, I am so happy. Now, look, I'll be honest. I have not watched um, The Atom Project yet. I do want to watch it. But um, I think I thought Free Guy was one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. I love that movie um, so much. And I honestly think Sean Levy is honestly one of my favorite directors. Uh, he's he's honestly um, one of my most underappreciated directors uh, working today. Because when you look at the the stuff this guy has directed, just listen to this, okay? Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna start. Um, you know, he yeah, he did some like family friendly movies like Cheaper by the Dozen and The Pink Panther, but I'm sorry, but I really like his Night at the Museum films. I do. Um, let's see. You have you have Night at the Museum. Uh, and then the the other two ones, uh, Battle of the Smithsonian's and Secret of the Tomb, which I both like. But then he did this movie called Real Steel, and if you have never seen Real Steel, that is the one with Hugh Jackman, um, and uh, it's the robot boxing movie. That movie is so good, and so and filled with so much heart and pretty dark when you think about it. Um, and yeah, it's. I think it's a fantastic movie. Probably my favorite movie he's done, honestly. Like, like just throwing that out there. I think that's my favorite movie. Um. Uh, he's he's directed. Um. But after that, he did. Um. Where where is it? Uh, obviously, Free Guy. But he also brought us. Um. Stranger Things. He, I mean, he, even though he's not the showrunner, he's directed um, episodes of Stranger Things. And I'm pretty sure he's directed all of them. Right? I'm pretty sure he's directed all of them. If I'm not mistaken, um, hang on a second, let me bring this up here. Oh, I am sorry, guys. I know I suck at this. There we go. Um, one, two. Yeah, no, I. I think this guy has directed every single one. Actually, let me... Has Sean Levy or Levy directed... Oh, 
Dead Sean Levy direct every Stranger Things episode. There we go. Okay, so it says he directs uh, two episodes each season. But, um, yeah, no, just him. And he's an exec, he's one of the executive producers on the show. So, like, yeah, this, I, I love Sean Levy, and I can't wait to see what he does with Deadpool 3. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved Tim Miller's direction for the first one. I really liked what David, um, uh, what's his name? Is it David Leach of the one of the John Wick directors? I love what he. I like what he did with Deadpool two. But Sean Levy directing Deadpool three, I am so excited to see what Sean Levy's going to bring to Deadpool three. I can't wait. Um, what is your favorite opening scene to any movie? Oh, there's so many. Um, the prologue to Fellowship of the Ring. Um. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy has one of my favorite openings, the first one, where Peter Quill, after the prologue, Peter Quill goes to Morag and he starts dancing to come and get your love. One of my, one of my absolute favorite openings, um, trying to think what other movies have my favorite opening. In a movie. American Psycho is one that I always look back on. With a really great opening scene. Like just Patrick Norman. Uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Norman. It's, wait is that what his name is? Patrick Bateman? I think it's Bateman. Um, but him going through his like daily routine. One of my absolute favorites ever. Uh, and then you got the bank the bank robbery heist in Dark Knight. Um, the opening scene of Jaws is fantastic. Um, yeah, so many. So, so many. Um, okay. Uh, are you going to review Pixar's Turning Red? Um, well, I have a I have an Instagram review, but I'll go more in depth on it. Um, yeah, no, Turning Red, I really love the movie. I really love it. And I think it might be one of my new favorite Pixar films of all time. Um, just the themes that the movie touches on. The animation is beautiful. It feels a lot like an anime. I think it's the closest Pixar will ever get to doing an actual... Um, like, this movie feels like what would happen if you fused Studio Ghibli um, with Pixar. I, that's just how I felt. I don't know. Um, okay. Um, but I love the movie, and I gave it a 10 out of 10, so that should tell you how much I love the movie. Um, do you have a favorite movie character, and who is a character in a movie that you would like to be? Not counting Marvel, Star Wars, or DC. Uh, favorite movie character? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think it might be... I mean, obviously, it's my favorite movie of all time, but it might be a little cli- so it might be a little cliche when I say it. But uh, Rick O'Connell from the Mummy, um, one of my favorite action heroes of all time. Um, I love his 
his his wittiness and his I love how brave he is, but also how also kind of scared he is at the same time. Like he comes off as very macho and very brave, but then when he is confronted with um, soldier mummies, he kind of goes yeah, <laughs> just like is, is scared. Um, and also one of my favorite lines from from the mummy. One of my favorite lines of dialogue from the mummy is, uh, um, O'Connell, it looks to me like I've got all the horses. Hey, Benny, looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. Um, anyway, um, who's a movie character that I would like to be? Ah, that's so hard. I mean, I can't choose any Marvel, Star Wars, or DC characters. Wow, that's tough. That's a really good question. Wow, that's so... That's tough. Man, I can't I can't really think of anyone who I would want to actually be. <sighs> wow, I'm like having you know I, I <laughs> Um I don't know if I'd want to be this character, but I would love one day for Halloween just to dress up like um the dude from the Big Lebowski, like Jeff Bridges' character from the Big Lebowski. Well, hey man, that's just your opinion. That's like just your opinion, man. Um, I would love to dress up like that for Halloween, but um, as far as favorite, as far as movie character, I would want to be. I'd really have to sit down and think about. I'd really have to sit down and think about that. Cause I'm just not sure who I would actually want to. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I, I I don't know. I don't know, sorry. Um okay, the Oscars are next week. What are your predictions going to I'm actually gonna be doing an Oscars prediction show um on next week's Zeke Said So show, so I'm not gonna talk about that here because next week's show is when we'll do the Oscar predictions because that will be right before the show. Um I believe that's um next week. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, next week's episode of the Zeke Sensor Show will be the 25th, so yeah, we're gonna do an Oscars prediction show, uh, that week, so keep your eyes open for that. And the final question is, thoughts on Netflix's new Kung Fu Panda series? Um, I like the idea, in fact, actually, I posted, right as I was recording the show, um, this question got sent in, um, earlier... Uh, in the morning before I started recording the show, um, it was one. It was the last question that got sent in at the last minute, so I knew I wanted to address it on the show. Yeah, no, I I'm looking forward to it. You know what? I'm I don't care. I like the Kung Fu Panda movies. The first one's really good. Second one's also really good, and I really like the third one. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, am I am I like dying with anticipation to see it? Not really, but. I'm going to watch it and I'll probably think it's 
I will probably think it's cute. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm not dying with anticipation to watch it, but I, I'll, I'm, ex- I am looking forward to it. So, all right, guys, that will do it for this week's episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This has been one incredibly long episode. So thank you guys for bearing with me and uh, and listening to me ramble on for almost, uh, I believe we've been going on for almost two hours now. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, don't forget, guys, please make sure you guys go check out all the cool stuff we got on the Zigzazo YouTube channel. Please share the YouTube channel and the podcast. It does help us. It does help Zigzazo out a lot, and we got a lot of cool stuff that we want to do. So please, please, please make sure you share the podcast, the YouTube channel. Um, follow me on all my social media. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, both at Zeke said so. I might be starting a TikTok, so when, I don't know yet, but I might I might just start a TikTok. Um, I'm just not sure yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely make sure you guys go follow me on, on my social media and check out the Zeke Said So website when uh, you guys get the chance to. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.